There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season four of Van Helsing. And oh my goodness. Yeah. There was some yeah. things was not expecting. No. We have ratings news. Yes, we do. And this <laughs> is a perfect example of how insane Nielsen is. Episode two brought in a 0.11, which was up 0.04. In adults 18 to 49, with 0. 0.302 down 0. 0.55 million viewers, making it the 71st, which is up 28, rated cable show for the day. <laughs> Explain that to me. What? <laughs> okay, so that was a crazy roller coaster of things. Yeah, obviously. 5,500 less viewers, yet it jumped 28 spots and rose. Point zero four in adults eighteen to forty nine. I guess everybody went out that Friday night, except well, the, the, <laughs> and the well, the singers were yeah, we were in full force less than everybody else. Well, okay, now this was during New York Comic Con. True, and for some reason, again, Van Helsing like didn't have a presence, as far as I'm aware. Right. So if I'm wrong, and somebody was at New York Comic Con, please let me know. Because I just don't understand that. It's like, why are you missing this huge gathering of us nerds? I mean, come on. And I was talking to Steve. And I'm sorry, I'm umming here. Anybody who was at New York Comic Con, maybe it was something there. Because I swear, I seen a commercial. It was the shortest commercial in the lifetime of commercials ever being made. That there was something about like a Harry Potter universe show. And I I want to say it was something about the dark arts that is going to be coming to sci-fi. So if anybody knows anything about that, if you were at New York Comic Con and you see it, because I don't know if it was a commercial for a show or something that they were talking about because sci-fi was covering New York Comic Con the whole weekend. And so when I was watching this, obviously, you know, we're getting like ads and snippets from New York Comic Con. So maybe it was something, for all I know, it could be a game. But anybody who knows anything, let us know at Sci-Fi Talk at fangirlzone.com because I want to know what the heck I miss. And I'm very sad that I missed New York Comic Con this year if there was something crazy and awesome like this. But now that all my like blah, blah, blah is all out of the way. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's jump into episode two. All right. Episode two, Dark Ties. After Violet's attack, Julius and Doc find information that Hanson will do anything to keep quiet. Told you I can't trust him. No. Nope, Always at all. a bad guy. 
Not at all. <laughs> so we'll start with Doc and Julius. And we see D Julius is training Violet and really isn't connecting with her, but does learn they are in Fort Collins, Colorado, and that she doesn't want to talk about her father. Surprise, surprise. Somebody else. Nobody does. <laughs> Now, Julius imparts some wisdom onto Violet regarding vampire's style of fighting, which eventually gets him cut, which freaks Violet out for a second until it starts healing. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. She just, like, is all badass, you know, like, oh, I'm doing all this, and blah, 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 and then cuts him, and she's like, oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> and Julius informs her that daywalkers heal, and she must remove their head, and she isn't ready for the outside. No, he was doing some serious moves on her. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she was getting mad. Now, I just honestly kept thinking, quit projecting all of your moves with, ha, 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 shut up. <laughs> yeah. And Violet informs him that she wants to be out with the action and to meet her later that evening. So Julius goes to see Doc. And she wants to give him a shot because, yes, he's healing, but those nerve endings on fire, and we see Julius's little squeamish about needles. we seen that, I want to say, like, right after he was changed. Right. But I love it. Give me a countdown. Okay. <laughs> Just stab. Yeah. Julius questions why Doc is working with Hanson, and she informs him that he's not wrong, and that their best option is to work with Avery. Well, he's not right either. Uh, yeah. Doc tries to explain to Julius that what she had discovered about the blood, but he has a hard time understanding the science. Uh, I think we all did. Yeah. He flunked out of seventh grade in the 1900s. Oh, yeah. And especially. 1900s. Yeah. I would say, he's like, listen, Doc. It's like, we didn't even have to finish school back in my day. All right. Come on. It's way back. Doc. Thinks that Avery might be able to help them find Jolene and Flesh and help them escape. Well, let's certainly hope that that happens. Now, later Do you on, think we, we haven't seen them in so long? I'm sorry, we haven't yeah. seen them in so long. Do you really think they're gonna just pop back up? I mean, I feel like it was way early last season that they disappeared. Maybe it's just me because it felt like so long ago. Right. Yeah. Well, we didn't see them a whole lot last season once they took were taking Jolene away. It wasn't until either the last episode or the episode before the last one that we actually see that they put on the bus together and get away. Gosh, so it just seemed like it was the beginning of last season at this <laughs> point. Later on, we see Doc getting frustrated as Avery comes in to check on her progress. Doc lets her know that she has trust issues. Avery tells her that she knows Doc is getting close. And Avery tells her that she'll put in a good word for her at headquarters, but will not tell her where it's at. Right. It's like, oh yeah, sure, that'll help me all with my you trust, know, trust issues. issues. Yeah. <laughs> Doc brings up the fact that she's missing someone close to her that was taken to Loveland because she protested. And Avery will look into it and see if she can get the files seeing that the electronics don't seem to be working as well as they used to. Later on, Julius meets Violet, and she tells him they're going to Lowtown, which isn't a good idea per Julius. What the heck is Lowtown? Where did this come from? Yeah, this is 
apparently because they're at Fort Collins, they're probably on the base there. And of course, with a base that seems to be at least manned, I can see how survivors would gravitate to there. I mean, it makes sense, but right. still, it's like, how do you just know what it is? Are we doing a time jump, I guess? Like, he's been around for a little bit now, and they're helping her train. We hear hear talk. Is that what this is? No. I, from what we see, how Violet manages to get out of the base, she's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, she did say they'd been there for some years. Right. A couple years. It's like, oh my gosh, how long has this been going on? I feel like this whole thing has happened in maybe a year's time. Right. So they get to the guard station and Violet tells Julius to wait wait for it. And she counts down and the guard gets up to get more coffee. <laughs> Julius goes, how the hell did you know that? Right. It's like, okay, she's some kind of psychic now? I think she's just watched the guard long enough to know exactly when he gets up to go get another cup of coffee during his duties. Of course, Interesting. Violet has made her own master key. And they get through the gate and head to Lowtown. Of course, Violet takes him to a seedy bar in Lowtown, which Julius doesn't want her to be in. Of course not. Well, that's because I think we're all assuming she's like a teenager. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is no place for a young lady to be in. I'm right, right there with Julius. Of course, Violet ends up getting a couple of shots from the bartender, and Julius is still just uncomfortable as hell and decides i'm gonna go take a look around where is he going i think he's just trying to go on to scope out the town and see if there's any places that they could get out if they get out of the base and is is there a fence around the town as well oh oh i see that makes sense yeah violet (laughs) wants in on a card game Guy with an eye patch gets up and knocks another guy out of his chair. Violet offers a gun to get into the game, and Guy takes a look at it and accepts her joining the game. Of course, she ends up. Uh, I love how you're saying that. Like, (laughs) like what happened didn't happen. (laughs) Come on, he like just grabbed another guy's head and like knocked him the hell out, and then he's like, "Oh, it opened up." You're acting like it was, oh, yeah, go ahead, sit down. Oh, my gosh. So different. Well, this is Violet's point of view. (laughs) (laughs) Now, she ends up winning the hand, of course, and the guy stands up and pulls a knife, but the bartender has her back and pulls a rifle out, and the guy leaves. She takes all her winnings, and her and the bartender go outside of the bar, and proceed to have a little adult time <laughs> as Julius returns to the bar after seeing two men guarding the gate into town and discovers that she's not in the bar. And he freaks out. Right. Violet and leaves the bartender only to run into who she thinks is the guy from the bar, but no, it's vampires. Well, she was saying something about, oh, Julius, you're supposed to be so quiet. And I was thinking it was the guy from the bar. Right. Yeah. I thought it was. And then it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like totally different. Yeah. Now, Violet fights well, but a couple more vamps join in before Julius finds her. So, how are all these vamps in there and there's still people just everywhere? Right. 
That's Shouldn't everybody really have been numbered by now? Question, <laughs> especially seeing that it looked like the town had been gated as well. Right. So where the hell did those vampires come from? Starting to question things. Yes. Now, one of the vamps bite her, and he pulls a Vanessa. And right, and she's freaking out. Yeah, she's afraid she's going to turn, and the guy coughs up the black goo, and you go, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Because Vanessa only had one daughter. Yeah. Of course, Julius threatens the guy not to speak a word to anyone or he'll take his head off. I don't know if he'd come back from it, but then again, flesh did. Yep. Later on, Julius goes to Doc and gives her the bloody rag and informs her that there could be another Van Helsing or something. Yeah, I love it. He's like, just test it. Just test that blood. Yeah. <laughs> so and she's like, but why? Doc, really? And so Doc tests the blood and when she gets the result showing Violet is the missing piece to her investigation. She runs to find Julius, but Hanson finds her first and tosses her in a cell, informing her that no one will find out. Yeah, what the heck is that? Well, my theory is that, yeah, they Black Tech got some of the Dark One's blood, and of course they ran the, did the experiments with Scarlet and Vanessa, and what, probably 15 years later, they find another girl to experiment on and has basically turned her into a Van Helsing. I mean, he does say it's his adopted daughter when right. he's doing it. Right. We don't know where, know where this, where Violet came from. So well, maybe she is part Van Helsing. I don't know yet. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Later, we see Violet laying in her bed, and she starts to have a seizure as she appears to be in a dream. And we see her in a beautiful, bright, and sunny garden. And as she walks around, she enters a darkened area as the gate from the picture in the Van Helsing book appears. And she hears, Don't be afraid. I want to go back to <laughs> the book really quick. Right. Because it's like, wait a second, is this happening at the same time? Because the way it played out, wasn't the scene immediately before this, Vanessa looking at the book? I think so. Well. So no, is it some sort no, of weird? No, it was sooner. Oh, Vanessa okay. did it before the karaoke. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, how are they seeing this and what is going on? Right. I'm just getting so confused. And I'm wondering now if Violet is somehow related, because obviously they have some weird thing happening, if her blood might unlock something different in the book. I totally jumped ahead, but you know. It's very possible. We just don't know at this point in time. We can (laughs) guess all we want, but until we know her background, it's going to be hard to know exactly what Violet's capable of. That's interesting. Let's let's see what happens because I know I was kind of freaked out with Vanessa suddenly in this like dream with with Violet. It's like, what are we dream walking? What is this? Right. Or was it a premonition? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because she was like kind of freaking out on the bed. Right. 
it's very possible she was seeing into the future. And she ends up showing up where when Vanessa shows up there. Maybe this, they're both, it's whatever it is, it's leading them both to the same place. This is weird. Yeah. And speaking of weird, we open the episode with the group led by a couple of women fighting off a couple of daywalkers, and it isn't going well. One of the guys gets converted, and as things are looking bleak, Vanessa shows up using a chainsaw to take off the head of one of the daywalkers. Now, she can still change the daywalkers, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I was so. having one of those moments where I couldn't remember for some reason. And I'm like, why didn't she just let them bite her? Or does she just not want everybody to know what's going on? That's a good question. I think at that point in the episode, she's just, she's still Vanessa that just kill every vampire she sees. Okay. And uh, of course, she informs the others that the only way to kill a daywalker is to remove its head. And I go, hmm, I wonder if that works for all vampires, even elders. All right, well... Yeah, because they were really close to pulling creepy Sam's head off. Yep. But she stopped. Jack, a.k.a. Nicole Munoz, replies with she knows how to kill vampires, but is told to duck as the daywalker she thought she'd killed had gotten up and was about to bite her. Oh, I know how to kill him. Uh, Obviously not. Right. (laughs) Of course, Vanessa takes care of the daywalker, and they head back to their compound convincing Vanessa to stay the night because it's karaoke night at the bar. Which I'm thinking. (laughs) See, and I'm thinking, okay, really, karaoke night? You just had vampires find you. Maybe not having loud music would be the way to go. Right. Yeah, that's just begging for trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. And later that evening, we see Vanessa looking through the Van Helsing book when she sees a page with two different drawings of the Van Helsing brothers. I still think we may see Michael Eklund yet again. I'm excited about that, but I'm at the same time going, what? Yeah. yeah What's happening? Something the Elder said in episode one makes me think that, yeah, there's a very strong possibility that we have a a male and a female dark one oh of course Did, yeah what i can't remember what he said but didn't like was it jacob that michael eckland played yeah wasn't he saying something about there's always two or something like along those lines yeah of course the next page is blank so vanessa cuts herself and her blood reveals a compass on the page that moves when she moves the book gonna lead her right to it that was weird, too. I'm like, what is this about? Right. But it had to be the compass that will lead her to where the dark one is. Oh, you think that's what it present. is? Oh, absolutely. And she's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? And Vanessa hears pop music playing and goes to investigate. A karaoke is started and Jack offers her a beer telling her that Monica had gotten partially through a micro-brewing class when the Rising started. <laughs> and that's what you got. Partially <laughs> brewed. Did you, did you at least keep the book so you had an idea? I mean, something. Of course, the power goes out, and Monica promises to make some more juice in the morning, and Jack invites Vanessa to join her as she has the first watch. And we get a little time to get to know each other. Jack was on a school field trip when 
uprising began, and when they returned, she wasn't able to find her parents and hopes that they're still alive, but probably not. And of course, Vanessa tells her that about her daughter and her sister and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, she left that kind of vague. Very. And the next morning, Vanessa's up bright and early and heading out when Jack sees her. Jack tries to convince her to stay, but Vanessa tells her she can't and she has to stop killing. She heads out down the road and she walks into an area where there's some buildings and some vehicles. She hears some music playing and goes to investigate, finding an empty truck with a box of ammo inside. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, can you say honeypot? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ton of ammo and a car that's running. Yeah. And I love it because right away she's like, nice try. Yeah. Now I'm like thinking, honestly, because we see whatever it was, like she, when she closes the door, slammed to the truck because she's seen blood and she jumped out of the way. Right. And when we see the hooded figure, I was like, oh, are we getting Axel much earlier than I thought? Right. But nope. Nope. When the guy drops his hood, it's Chad. Of course. Which I was surprised because yes. it took a second for me to realize who he was because right. he looked so Different. like, yeah, like his beat cheeks down. are sunken and yeah, he looked really worse for wear. Yep. Vanessa asks about his husband and the other children and tells her that Sam got his husband and most of the kids are gone too. Then she hears a voice calling for Chad. She does some more digging and finds out that Chad has been sustaining Tabby on human blood in a cage in his compound. After knocking out Chad, Vanessa lets Tabby feed off her in order to change her back. He's like, no, no, I thought they knew about her too. No. Oh, okay. no. No, all they knew was she was killing him, and he didn't want Vanessa to kill Tabby. Well, that wasn't Vanessa's plan. So, of course, Vanessa leaves Chad and Tabby with the, our crew of vampire killers back in the other compound, and she also gives Jack her sword. What the hell's up with that? Yeah. You're going to give your sister's sword up? Yeah. Wow. Not very sentimental, are you? Uh, yeah. She says she doesn't want to kill anymore. Her time is up. Yeah, okay. I'm the light. Yes. Stop it. Yeah, she did tell Jack when they were talking that, what, she was having a spiritual awakening? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, there's got to be something that brings the light back in her. I'm sorry. It was just the cheesiest. Yes. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. After this episode, I thought to myself, I said, hmm, I wonder if the fisherman showed up and snagged Charlotte's body. Some, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what is happening. This was just weird all around. At least I felt like it. Like some of the conversation was weird. The episode itself I liked, but it just, right. I don't know. Like even the interaction with Jack, I felt like it was, I don't know, almost forced. Like, she was going over the top to be, like, something she never was. Right. I don't know if that I makes sense. That, but I also kind of got the feeling that Jack could possibly end up being a, a sister figure to Vanessa. Well, as long as they're not trying to do some romantic 
right? Right, yeah. Connection. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, I right. don't think, them, think that they will go that route, but they might. Like, please stop forcing that on everything. Stop. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys know what we think. What do you think? Let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or head over to the website, www.fangirlzone.com. Hit our contacts page and you can tell us a myriad of ways. And while you're at it, just kind of take a meander around looking at everything. And I don't know, maybe rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on. Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show because they can binge watch three seasons and then catch up to you. you And of course, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Your patriarchal bullshit is really killing my vibe, Julius. And until next time.